Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am going to be discussing seeing your story through space with Laura Carrillo. Uh, but before I go into an introduction of her, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit better. If you have your pen and paper, which I suspect you do if you're a regular listener of the show, <laughs> you know you need those. Uh, and Take a moment to go out to superpowerquiz.us. This quiz will answer what is your number one spiritual superpower. It's an opportunity for you to take a look in the mirror, so to speak, and get a clear vision, a clear image of the purpose that you came here in this world to serve. Sometimes we feel like we have a mission, mission but it's not always clear what it is. And so I created this quiz to shed some light on that. So superpowerquiz.us, get to know yourself a little bit better, and we'll get to know our guest a little bit better. <laughs> she is a return guest, and uh, she is also known as the Feng Shui Lady. Laura Beatriz Carrillo helps people make space for their blessings using Feng Shui as a manifesting tool for magnetizing everything from love and babies to health and wealth. She's been interviewed for El Decor, the LA Times, the Voices of the Sacred Feminine, to name a few. Her writing has been featured in The Examiner, Thrive Global, and the Western School of Feng Shui. El Decor describes her space planning services as going beyond simple organizing and decorating a home to much more like house therapy. Laura consults virtually anywhere using modern technology to work with and interact with her clients at a distance as well as locally in Los Angeles. You can learn more about her work and her resources in the show notes below this show. Welcome, Laura. I'm so happy to have you back with us. This is your second time on Sovereign Self. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be back. It's a pleasure to have you back. I know we had such an amazing conversation on our first interview together, and the observation that we made was that that one was more about plant medicine really than feng shui. Yeah. So this is our <laughs> opportunity to really, uh, well, let's start here. How did you become the feng shui lady, and then what is feng shui? Um, so I uh, was always really interested in, in everything from astrology, numerology, feng shui, that kind of thing. I was, I was one of those seekers. And um, I studied all of these things as a novice, everything from astrology to feng shui and whatnot. Um, and when I moved to LA, I had what I would describe as a feng shui emergency. <laughs> oh, that's intriguing. Tell me what a feng shui emergency looks like, feels like. How does that manifest? A feng shui emergency is when you find yourself in a space that has feng shui uh, issues, deficits. Um, and even though I knew a lot about feng shui at the time, I wasn't the feng shui lady yet. I hadn't gotten certified, but I, I was a novice. I was reading yeah. it. I was an enthusiast. 
Um, and I knew enough about my new place in LA to know that, Ooh, we have a problem here at Houston. We have a problem. Um, and well, and I suppose that it shows up in your life in certain measurable ways as well. Right. Because a a lot of us don't know enough about feng shui to know if we have a problem (laughs) with the feng shui. So what are some of the signs that showed up for you that would make the listener perhaps go, Hmm, maybe I should look at this in my own place. Well, first of all, there's the foreshadowing. Before things started to happen as a result of the particular feng shui issues that this place had, I already kind of knew there was a problem uh, because I knew enough about feng shui. So one of the main things that we look at in feng shui is your floor plan. And um, that's going to tell you, it can give you a bird's eye view on areas of your life that may be at a deficit as a result of the space being Mm. incomplete. And by incomplete, I mean any space that's not a complete square or rectangle, anything jutting out, L-shapes, you you probably have any of those any of those fun funky shapes that i creatives are so attracted to yes there's probably a problem okay (laughs) yes and that said you know even a feng shui emergency can be a blessing in disguise and ultimately it was for me because you do not end up anywhere unless you're supposed to be there, there's a lesson for you in that. So whatever's at a deficit, it's because the universe is saying, you know what, we want to focus on other things um, at this time for whatever reason. And that's the chapter in your life that you're in. Mm -hmm. So so the particular space that I moved into, sight unseen, because at the time I was working in outside sales um, and it was kind of a techie company, whatever, and they moved me to LA from San Francisco. So I had to make a quick, quick move. Yes, fast decision and a roof over your head is far more important than any other consideration, yes. In this particular situation, that was the case. Otherwise, I'm, I'm pretty due diligence girl, but like I had to do what I had to do. And the place was beautiful. So, and here's the other myth about feng shui. It's like, oh, you think if it's beautiful and it's well decorated, then it's perfect feng shui. Absolutely not true. So yes. uh, I mean, that's a factor. Like you're, yeah. you want to create ambiance. You want to create a setting that you love that's beautiful, but that's not the whole story. Right. So, this place, you know, like I said, was beautiful um, and it was in a really nice neighborhood. And I took it based on the pictures that I'd seen, but I didn't see the floor plan. And the floor plan was an L shaped. And uh. the area of the home that was most prominently missing was the area of career. And oh, career and was. you moved there as a career move. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So there's the foreshadowing right there. A house with a missing career. Well, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, sorry. I'm probably making too much noise on the I- table. I can't imagine. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's out there with their earbuds going, oh my goodness. <laughs> So, and and bear in mind, I moved here for this job. So I've picked up my whole life and I moved to LA and, um, and now here I am in this house without a career. So I actually hired a feng shui consultant at the time. Like I said, I wasn't a feng shui consultant yet. Uh, and, but you knew enough to know you didn't know enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, the more you know, <laughs> the more <laughs> you, you, you might need to know. So, um, I knew enough to know that I needed a professional, that this wasn't something I could read a book and figure out because it was beyond 
What, yeah, it, it wasn't like just rearrange your furniture and put the mirror in a different spot and you're good to go. <laughs> I'm like, there's a whole area missing. What are we going to do about it? So so I hired a woman named Tess Whitehurst, um, and she's written a lot of books, and you guys should check them out. She's, um, you know, Whitehurst, just how you think it would be spelled, W-H-I-T-E-H-U-R-S-T, and Tess is T-E-S-S. So um, she came in and, you know, she took it all in and she's like, yep, yep, you're missing a career, Gua. Um, but I had a home office and I put it in my love Gua. I didn't see a problem with that. <laughs> she did. I love my business, right? <laughs> right? Well, the problem with that is that if you have your home office in your love Gua, then it becomes your primary relationship. Oh, oh, yes. that's, that's not what a, a thriving woman in her thirties wants. <laughs> no, no. So, um, and it, yeah, I was in my thirties at the time, not anymore. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, time just marches on, doesn't time it? Time <laughs> does march on. Uh, so, so yeah, I had no, um, no career gua. And so I put the, the office in the love gua and she's like, you need to move that immediately. And I was like, really? And none of the books said anything about this. She's like, well, you know, and she explained, of course, the metaphor in that of, of it being your primary relationship to exclusion of other real, you know, relationships. So that said, I did everything that Tess said, including moving my desk out of the um, love gua and into basically the family box. I didn't have that many options, right? Yeah. Um, and about six days after I did that, I got laid off from my job that just moved me to LA. Oh my goodness. Six oh. days after I did that. Last, yes. So my primary relationship was essentially severed. That said, I had done really good feng shui. Like we balanced all the energies out. And as terrible as me losing my job might sound, there's a lot of reasons why it wasn't so terrible and why I can see why energetically I moved into that space because energetically I needed to be removed out of the type of career that I was in and my whole life needed to like be renegotiated and reimagined. So, yes, which sounds fabulous in hindsight after you're through all sure. the shock and trauma. So tell us how you negotiated some of that adjustment because you're human, right? Just like I am. And there's going to be a reaction to that. Yes. Well, so I think the blessing here was that I got a six months. They knew that, I mean, it was a startup and they had, they basically decided, you know what, we're going to get rid of the whole sales team, whatever. Um, we don't need to sell anything. We're a startup. <laughs> well, the retail sales team, it was the category I was gotcha. in. So it wasn't like all sales, but my particular category of sales. So they gave me a six month severance and, and I was making really good money at the time. I was making close to six figures. And um, so that was you know, I was like, oh, so I don't have to work. <laughs> I, you're going to pay me for six months and I can stay home. Hmm. This is in, in my newly empty love gua. <laughs> right, right. So it really wasn't the end of the world. Um, and But I will say the entire time that I lived there, I looked for a job and I looked for a job. And, and that was just not what my life was about in that time. That's when I became like a Buddhist. I became a vegetarian. I, I just, a lot of things, I was cultivating other things in my life besides my career. I was cultivating myself. 
yeah. um, and taking some time out to, to, you know, do that. And it wasn't until I left that, that home, like immediately after I left that home that I was able to get a job. And it was like that. And so that's why I was like, my story was being reflected in this space, which is, I guess, the theme of, of our interview, um, though there's plenty of other things we can talk about. But that's how you can see your narrative being reflected. No career, Gua? No career. You know, and it might not be as extreme for everyone else. Right. Like, just, you know, but it was pretty extreme and, and in my face. I was like, yeah. that's my story. That's what's happening. Isn't that interesting? So one of the indications might be that there is an area of your life that you'd like to cultivate and it refuses to cultivate. Uh, or there's an area of your life that needs to be re like removed. Like I was not in the right career and right. I would never quit my high paying job. No, I'm not on acid. I'm not quitting my on high my paying own. job. <laughs> You know, that wasn't something I would have chosen. So the universe chose for me. Yes. Uh, and that happens a lot. So but feng shui isn't about um, avoiding your path. Like you still have to navigate your path. That was my path. It's about navigating it so that if like if something, some air pillar of your life crashes down, you have other air, you know, you can fill in in other ways. Mm, okay. Interesting. So talk to us a little bit about what feng shui is. I'm sure some of us have got a, a fair idea sure. from the discussion we've had to this point. But if you were to talk to somebody who is new to feng shui about what it is and why it's important. Um, the simplest way to, to describe it is the art of placement, but a more elaborate, it is an earth science. It's over 5,000 years old. It originated in China. However, space planning, um, the, every culture has some form of space planning uh, or earth science. Like in Western culture, we have sacred geometry, and a lot of the churches use that in in um, India, they have something called Vastu, and in China, obviously, they have feng shui, and they have a multitude of schools of feng shui. So there's a lot of different approaches, like all right. roads lead to Rome, but there's a lot of different roads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there's there's a lot of different approaches to feng shui, and um, the words feng shui mean wind and water so a lot of it is about the energies in our environment and working with those and being in relationship with our environment and uh, it's a really beautiful practice that is empowering because when you collaborate with the universe in a physical way which that is feng shui feng shui is a physical language you can actually have agency over how your life plays out you don't mm. have to be a victim of your circumstances you can right. see you can see the writing on the walls you can see you know once you oh i have this missing wa. no wonder that area of my life is at a deficit what else can i work on here and sometimes you can fill in that wa in certain ways there are cures and different things but sometimes it's because right now you're not supposed to be in a relationship or you're not supposed to be in that career. So there's different, it doesn't, um, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. If there's some area of it, there are lots of different cures. Uh, yeah. In my case, it was just the entire Gua was missing. And that was my destiny during that time. Isn't that interesting? It makes me glad that my house is square-ish. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not perfectly square, but it is mostly square. Although it makes me wonder about my office, which is L-shaped. Oh. <laughs> does, does it matter on a room level or is it more the, the overall structure? If the overall structure is a bigger deal, the room is not as big a deal, um, you know, because it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a deal breaker within a, a room as much as it is the home. Okay. Uh, so when I'm, when I'm helping somebody like decide if, what home to move into, it's the first thing I look at. Like, let me see the floor plan. Let me see what you've got <laughs> going on here. Um, so, yeah. Okay, excellent. So we've got a couple minutes before we come up on break. What are a few things that you advise people to look at in their current home to give them an idea of whether feng shui would be something they should probably look at? Well, clutter. <laughs> oh, God, you're talking to the queen of clutter over here. <laughs> and I know it's not like a sexy piece of advice, but honestly, cleanliness is close to godliness and feng shui. And the more you can declutter, it's not just about being clean and organized. It's about making space, mm. physical space for your quote unquote blessings. And um, that clutter is taking up space that could be better served and would allow for blessings in. So the more you can remove things that you don't love, things that are broken, ugly, unnecessary, uh, the the more positive things can enter your life. I mean, it's really simple. It's a simple formula. <laughs> very, very simple formula. I love that. So let's see. Is there a particular part in the house that you would recommend starting with for like a decluttering? If, you, if you're like me and I may just need that later. <laughs> I usually tell people to start with their bedrooms, but honestly, your living room is super important because like for the clutter thing, uh, because, you know, your front door is considered the mouth of cheese. So if there's something blocking your front door in any way, shape or form, like if you can't open all the way, then you're blocking your chi, your positive chi and blessings from coming to you. So that would be a really quick place to start, the entry. Okay, cool. And that that's manageable. Start, <laughs> my yeah, my bedroom is going to be a bigger project. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you were to feng shui any room, your bedroom's like a microcosm of your whole life. So the bedroom is super important. And you also, you spend so much time there, you sleep there. It's where you make love, it's where you sleep, and hopefully that's all you pretty much do there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching TV is not so hot. Okay, so we're up on our break. What I would invite you to do, since you've dialed in today for this conversation, is to take that pen and paper I talked about earlier. Spend a few minutes with what are the one or two areas you would think to declutter first in your house, and hang with us. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. 
Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Laura Carrillo. <laughs> so what moved you into Feng Shui? How did you actually become the Feng Shui lady after this experience of not having a career gua? <laughs> yes. So um, after that, I moved, and I hired Tess again, and she's like, girl, you got this. Um, and she she actually suggested I pursue it as a career. And I was I was working again. I had a really I was working for Travelex, believe it or not. I was selling money. <laughs> Can you imagine me selling money? Like I wore a little headset and I um I'd be like, Do you want to commit? Like I was converting euro to yen to you know, whatever, USD. And um I was really miserable in that job, but it paid well. Yes, and, it paid It paid for the new housing. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I needed to take a job. And so, but it, like I said, it did pay well. I did hire her again. She was like, you should really consider this. And so what I ended up doing is when I had, um, I had some, a bonus that I received from that job that I was uh, not so thrilled with. <laughs> not so thrilled with that I was, I guess I was halfway decent out of it. Um, and I decided to invest that in going to feng shui school. So I did. I went to feng shui school. Um, but this was also, I guess I should back up. That same year as this was happening, I had like a major medical crisis. And um, had the, I had a really major surgery. So that job that paid very well that I didn't love had great medical insurance. And thank heavens for that. <laughs> so I was able to have a surgery that was like impending that I didn't, you know, like it was like, you need to do this now. I had a, I guess I should be specific. I had a congenital hiatal hernia. Ah, okay. Nobody has any idea what the hell that is. So I yes, was born. You, congenital is born with, hiatal hernia is way down low in the abdomen. <laughs> no, way up high. Oh, oh the belly button area. 
way up high, like oh, farther in, up in the middle of my body. So oh, okay. I, and, and, you know, if you think of the symbolism of that, I was like, wow. So, um, that's then, in, in your power center, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So there was like, yeah. So, so energetically it was very small, but, um, I, I was finally diagnosed properly because it, it, I'd had this, um, it, it had broken through like over a year when I was living in San Francisco, but I didn't know what was wrong. I just I pulled a muscle. I don't know. Yeah. And I just kept pushing it down. I'd be jogging. I'm like, what is that? And, and never yeah, go back where you belong. <laughs> anyway, I got misdiagnosed several times until I had this great insurance and they're like, oh my God, you, you know, you're, this thing is, this could break through at any moment. And this is like a major surgery and you need to do this immediately. Yeah. So that surgery was really traumatic. It was excruciatingly painful. The recovery was like over six months. Um, and I couldn't take the pain medication because they prescribed me Vicodin. And when you have a, a, a abdominal surgery, you cannot engage your core. So, yeah. um, and it, that medicine made me nauseous. So, so Oh no, you yes. don't want to dry heave with that. No, no. Anyway. So it was like, it was a really, what that experience did, it made me like really recognize how important our health is, how little time we, I was like, I was 40 at the time. And I was like, I just turned 40 and then the surgery, whatever. And I was like, it was this almost spiritual awakening of like, if not now, then when will I do exactly what I want to do? Why do I keep taking these jobs that really don't reflect who I am or, or, or what I care about? And right. so that's how what my intention was that I was going to start doing exactly what I wanted to do because life is short. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and so that's, that was the motivation. It was just like, or like this wake up call. And, um, so I went to feng shui school and then I quit my very high paying lucrative job to become the feng shui lady. And I was quickly learned <laughs> that, that was maybe not the best idea, but you know what? I, I did what I had to do. I um, ended up working in furniture because what do you do with furniture? You place it. Um, and then I just worked on building my practice, yeah. you know, getting a website, getting, you know, creating mm -hmm. like a scheduler so people could um, hire me and pay in advance, you know, just. Yeah, book time and do all the things that need to yeah. be done. I, I love that you picked up a side gig yeah. that supported the direction you wanted to go yes. because I think a lot of us were like, we're quitting that day job. We're going all in and we're unwilling sometimes to do what needs to be done. And sometimes that includes a hustle that keeps the money going while the business is gaining traction. Yeah. So the idea was to have a hustle that was complementary to what I was, what, what I was focused on and what I was yeah. doing. Um, and you know, it wasn't as complimentary as I would have thought, you know, not everybody <laughs> like, you know, does interior designer didn't care, <laughs> didn't necessarily want to hear about my feng shui idea. Like, you know? No, I have a design. Do not mess with my design. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was, I was, I was like sort of surprised that people weren't immediately embracing, you know, feng shui and, and I was a little ahead of my time, but you know, I just kept plugging away at it. And I think more and more over time, people are m much more open and embracing. Um, this isn't even something new. It's not a fad. I mean, like it's it's an ancient earth science. It's been yeah. Well, it's it's new to, it. to the Western world I in a lot know. of ways. You I know, know. We, we're very entrenched in our our historical traditions. 
we don't admit that we are, but we are. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And, and now I guess fast forward, uh, to today, uh, and I've, I've still, I've had to do other things, you know, in between. And I went off on a tangent, particularly during COVID and I was doing this other thing because, you know, you really couldn't go anywhere. And yeah. Much as, you know, I love to do virtual, it wasn't top of people's minds at the time for whatever reason. (laughs) I had to, you know, and it should have been, honestly, we, our homes during COVID became our whole world. It really was. I mean, if you were one of the people who bubbled, I mean, you didn't, you didn't leave that sucker. (laughs) I mean, my husband and I, it was, I think, March. We finally broke our bubble and like went on a day trip and stayed in an Airbnb. It's like, it's been three years since we've been out of the house. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I talk about this, I was talking about this long before COVID, but I would say, you know, your home is a microcosm of your whole life. Your bedroom is a, and so now it wasn't just a microcosm. It became our whole universe. And for a lot of people during COVID, they, um, they redecorated, they remodeled, you know, a lot of people rose to the occasion. It actually became a feng shui time. People didn't know they were feng shuiing, but they were, they were remodeling their spaces, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know what, this has been bugging the heck out of me and it's just time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Force people's hands in that way. So, I mean, even I reimagined my space. I used to have my home office in the family quad of my living room, but technically it was also still in the love quad. I keep doing this. I mean, I know. <laughs> You're just um, married right? to your career. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, during COVID, like I really, that's all I had going. I was so focused on this this tech thing that I was working on. Um, and I got my family involved. So it was interesting that it was in the family gua because Mm -hmm. that that was what was going on. And my, so it kind of took over my whole world. And it wasn't until I did my second plant medicine, which I talked about in our last thing that I, you know, and I did, but I didn't mention this. One of the messagings that I got from plant medicine was that I needed to go back to being the feng shui lady, that, that all these other things I was doing were actually, were fine, you know, whatever, there was a purpose. Yeah. Spirit put me there for a reason because there were certain people that I met during that Mm -hmm. time, like my shaman (laughs) and, and certain, you know, reasons for that. But now I needed to get back to being the feng shui lady because that was my spiritual gift. And I needed to bring that to a broader audience. Uh, and that's what was going to happen. I was like, well, how am I going to get out of this situation? Because I was financially and, and you know, just uh, contractually yeah. embroiled in this whole other, other thing. tech thing. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I was like, I don't know that I can extricate myself from this. I'm so deep and deep. And yeah. spirit was like, Oh, help is on the way. I was like, all right, whatever you say. No problem. We got this. So (laughs) what did the universe send? (laughs) They sent, um, basically somebody bought me out that that I was working with and that wanted it. That was like so passionate about the, that particular, you know, being on that journey. I only did went on that journey because it was, it landed on my lap. It wasn't something I sought out. And I was like, you know, you you do with what is given to you and what's in yeah. front of you. And so I did the best I could until it was no longer mine to, you know. To to shepherd forward. Yeah, I always yeah. wondered about that when 
because we met while you were still yes. embroiled in all of that. And I thought, I don't know what the feng shui lady is doing, doing here, but yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> well, I think it was preparing me for other things that are coming. Um, and I learned a lot during that experience. You know, I had to like manage people, it, it, be, be really techy, uh, be just, it was a lot. And I was, I was, um, it was very challenging. And going back to being the feng shui lady is such a delight because this is what I love. <laughs> and um, so I, it was, it was a huge blessing. I, all of a sudden I was done and I was like, oh my God, what was that whole trip I was on? And I couldn't, it took me a while to understand why I went off on this tangent, but I, I know, as I mentioned, there were certain people that were critical to what I was going to be doing next that I needed to meet in yeah. order to, you know. Yeah, there's always a reason. I know our yeah. conscious mind sends, tends to look at and go, why did I go down this dead end? But it's never really a dead end. There was something for you on that particular cul-de-sac. Yeah, and I learned to pick so, up. so much. Um, and yeah, and so back to like plant medicine. And, and the reason I think plant medicine is relevant to feng shui is because feng shui is an earth science. It's about a relationship with nature and plants are nature. And the medicine is speaking to earth energies. You know, I, I think that there's wisdom in these plants that they're imparting and they obviously open up channels in our in our minds and our brains that are already there but that have to be activated yeah. uh, so well and the conscious mind in the western world at least we cultivate it so strongly mm -hmm. that if you are really like rational logical minded a lot of times it's hard to connect to that more spiritual aspect of yourself the more natural part of yourself without something that really forcibly says conscious mind sit over here. Right. And, and I'm a pretty pragmatic girl. So uh, without the, the universe or spirit really nudging me like, no, 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 this is what you're supposed to be doing. Don't do this. <laughs> so, like we, we, uh, we're looking out for you. Um, but I, you know, talked about in my last thing about my two journeys with, with um, psilocybin. But this um, last time, this last Christmas, my birthday, I did ayahuasca. Ah. And, and, and how is that a different experience? Because I'm sure it is. It's very different. And yeah, it's actually very different in that it's much more physical than, than the psilocybin. You, it's visceral. It's physical. You become violently ill. And that's part of the... Um, journey so it's there's a price to pay for the the wisdom gained um you also have to do something called a dieta beforehand you have to cleanse your body so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a big commitment um and it is it is so physically impacting um, that I can't stress that enough. It's not for the faint at heart. Um, and it, as much as um, psilocybin changed me, this changed me physically. Because some mm -hmm. of the messaging, uh, you know, during COVID, I think a lot of us maybe had some bad habits, you know. <laughs> 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 like, we were left to our own devices. I, I've 
I've got my personal COVID 10 pounds. Yes. I gained 10 pounds as well. And honestly, you know, you would think what's spiritual about that, you know, but literally grandma ayahuasca was like, girl, she gave me a goal weight. Literally like the first night I threw up. I was the first to get sick. um, And I was sick the entire time. There's something called Icaros. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay, let me, let me back up. Uh, it's a three day experience and there's a shaman that, uh, there's actually several shaman. There's like the main shaman that comes from Peru that's trained and then there and facilitators that facilitators. Yeah. yeah. Eric is a facilitator, but I still consider him my shaman because he's been my guide through all these experiences. Um, and everybody drinks the, the ayahuasca, um, and, you know, you talk to the shaman and you tell them why you're there and what intentions you have for the medicine, what you're healing, you know, and, um, and then she does her work. And one of the big things is that is the purging and you're literally, um, you're purging out your demons, you're purging out your toxins, you're purging out, you know, anything that did no longer serves you. And so, you know, I had a lot to purge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, she was talking about, you know, cleansing my, my system and, and letting go of those extra pounds and, and, you know, cleaning up my app, so to speak, like it was kind of like, she was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I've been working on that and it's actually, uh, and I know some people may not think that's a spiritual thing, but, but your, your vessel is part of, you know, absolutely. It's, it's part of your spiritual expression here. If you don't have a physical vessel, you can't express yourself effectively. Yes. Yes. And so that was the first night it was, it was was like, uh, you know, that, that book E pray love. So it was like purge. Mine was purge love. Um, and dreams. So the first night was just <laughs> sick as a dog. Second night, still sick as a dog, but not as bad. And but she brought me messages of love. She um, told me that that there was this person for me. She gave me his name. Um, actually, she gave me two names, but they're similar. So it's like, and I don't want to say it out loud because it, it just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally get it. <laughs> but um, you will know the name when it shows up. That's yes, the important thing. Yes. And and also it may not necessarily like, I've talked to other, you know, to psychics and whatnot. It may not be his first name. It could be his middle. It's a clue. So, well, and it may not even be in the language in which it arrived. Right. So I don't want to like not date anyone that doesn't have this exact name. You know what I mean? It's like, it could be their last name. It could be their middle name. It could be the, the name. It of could the be something their family just called them because. It could be a nickname. Yeah. It could be, you know, so I'm yeah. not like, oh, you know. Um, and I want to talk about the, the final thing after the break because. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't want to start. And, and, but, that sounds good because it, we are moving up on the break. But it was a process, and honestly, I wanted to leave after the first night because I was so sick. And Eric, oh, I'll bet. <laughs> and I was like, Eric, there's something wrong. Like, like this, you know, that was horrible. It was horrible. This is not working for me. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> and I'm talking like convulsions. I'm talking oh, yeah. like you're so miserable. Yes, you're having visions, but the first night wasn't was more like like 
you, yeah, you got to clean up your act and blah, you know? Yeah. And then the second night was a, a little kinder, gentler, be- much more visionary and communicating, actually communicating with Grandma Aya, her talking to me about love. Yeah. And preparing I love that. myself for that. Okay. Beautiful. I'm going to put a pin in this right now because it is time for us to go to break. And everyone who's joined us out there, pen, paper, spend some time because you know, you don't always need plant medicine to tell you. You know, (laughs) there are one or two areas in your life where you just have not cleaned up your act. Spend some time and get honest with yourself on what those areas are and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to AskSophia at TransformationSpace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm still here with the lovely and amazing Laura Carrillo. And when we left, she was on day two of her ayahuasca journey. (laughs) And the purge had been profound. (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, so profound, I wanted to leave. And so I literally had to be convinced to stay. And, and, And I was informed that it was actually amazing that I was able to let go, literally, um, because that just meant that I didn't, I wasn't blocked 
because the people that weren't able to purge that really struggled with that. Some people it took two, three days, you know, um, it's because they were so blocked. So I was very open to releasing the, what no longer serves so that, that, you know, even though it felt like a nightmare, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, it's medicine. And sometimes, you know, that's what the medicine does. But, um, once I got past those first two days, I was ready to leave because I had paid for two days, two of the three days. It was expensive. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's (laughs) not, uh, trivial thing. <laughs> sure. And, but there was a gentleman there named Rebel who had, um, he was a little older and he had a heart condition and he basically told me like, Hey, would you like my third day? Because I got everything I needed from the medicine. And this is, you know, physically taxing experience. And I think I'm good. And I would like to gift it to you. And I was so exhausted by that second day because I hadn't slept in two days. Yeah. Uh, that, for, that basically was like, oh, that's so nice, but I don't think I can do it anymore. So I actually went home and I slept <laughs> and I felt human and I woke up the next day and I, and I knew I needed to go back. So um, I called Eric and I was like, can I come back? Um, Rebel offered me <laughs> a third day and he's like, yeah, come on back. And I was welcomed by the group with open arms and it was a gift, you know, and it was also like my birthday and stuff. So not my act, but my birthday month. And so I, that was what I gave myself for my birthday. Right. And my first plant medicine experience was a gift from Eric on my birthday. So it was just kind of like coming full circle with yeah. birthdays. There's a nice, nice symmetry there. Yes. So I come back the third day and it was a completely different experience. And this is what I want people to understand. It's not one thing. It's a journey. And there's first you have to go through certain things before you get the beautiful, magical, mystical experience. And on the third day, I got that beautiful, magical, mystical experience that people are. That's why people do this kind of stuff. Uh, you yeah. know, you know the it's, what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. And in and in, in in comparison or in contrast to like drug drugs, you know, where people are chasing the dragon, so to speak, it is not a game of diminishing returns. It's a game of increasing returns. Yes. Right. And so once I purged all that toxicity out. Grandma Aya was just presenting me on that last day. It was just beautiful imagery, support for my dreams, um, and and just just pure love. Like whatever Nirvana is, whatever heaven is, like whatever you want to like. It was just an ecstatic experience, um, and I was like, "This, I'm so glad I came back." And it was such a gift, and it was like the best birthday present anyone could ever have. And so, so even if you have like a bad experience one time with something like that, do not discount. Don't think that's the whole story. You just, it, the, the medicine will make you pay your dues, so to speak, but that it's totally worth the price of admission. It's (laughs) worth the cost of admission. Excellent. Excellent. So you had your own physical purging to have this spiritual connection. So to tie this back around to purging our entryways and (laughs) decluttering our bedrooms. (laughs) And our homes as a whole. Absolutely. What what do we see for that kind of effort? What do you notice with your clients when they go through that sort of effort? 
Well, they're letting go of what no longer serves. And the analogy to what I had experienced, I would consider feng shui for the soul, feng shui for the body. Um, so this is my vessel, but my home is another, you know, vehicle of mine in life. And so when people release everything in their environments that no longer serves, all of a sudden magical things start happening. And there's room for their blessings to come. And also people think more clearly. They, they're more organized. They're more motivated and inspired because you're creating an environment that is supporting your highest good and that, that ideally is aspirational and inspirational. So this is why I think visual cues in the environment are super important. You want to create a setting that feels like your ideal nirvana or, mm. you know, heaven, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. What do you do for like the highly visual person? I'm one of these thing people that if I file something, it disappears. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist anymore. Can you and, be someone that needs like visual labels on things, you know, and having more of an external, um, you know, like files that are kind of open and out, but beautifully in, in a beautiful arrange. arrangement yeah. with really good um, labeling. So you are one of those people that needs that. Um, and the thing with feng shui is like whether you see it or not, it's still impacting you. So even it's like a drawer that you don't see that's messy, that chi, that energy is still impacting you. So you still want those things to be organized and, you know, beautifully arranged and labeled and all those things. Excellent. Excellent. So what kind of things do you see with your clients? What kind of breakthroughs do they have when they start going through this process? Ah, see, my favorite thing, going back to story and, and space, where I see the most powerful and impacts on people is when they tell me what, what story they actually want to be living. And then I'm like, okay, let's go to that, that theme. Let's say it's love. Often it's love. Um, and I've helped people with breakthroughs in love. And we go to that area of the home that represents the love life and what's going on there. And a powerful visual cue could be putting a piece of art that's romantic there. Um, and, you know, I have a, this wasn't even a client. This is a girlfriend of mine, but I can't help myself. Um, I, I always have my feng shui eyes on. And so I went to visit her at her home that I hadn't been to before. And I went into her bathroom and her bathroom turned out was her, her love wa was in her bathroom, which is not ideal. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Number <laughs> of reason, but that's the narrative. And, um, and it was just like, she had pictures of these sullen women in there. And so that's the narrative that she was creating. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's dark, it's a bathroom, it's, you know, a lot of water element. So I just, I was like, honey, what's, tell me about your love life since you've lived here. And she's like, zero, nothing, nada. So she's like, what can I do? I'm like, well, you could put some romantic art in there. You could let, put some candles. You could make it a more nuanced and romantic environment. And she immediately did. She, she replaced the art and put a, a couple where the guy was um, proposing to the woman. And the next day, she went on the, her first date in ages, and it was just like, you know, sparks flew, and they were talking about marriage and kids and all those things already. So this little teeny tweak and a visual yeah. cue in the love walk contextually changed just all of a sudden somebody who'd gone barren, 
you know, in their love life, suddenly like there was a light there. And, um, and it, you know, she's not still with that guy, but it like, she now is sees that, Hey, if I want love, I can activate that and create that narrative for myself. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It reminds me a little bit of the, one of the stories that's told in The Secret. There was this guy who kept painting these paintings where the women are all Solo women looking turned up. away yeah, from him, yeah, looking back flirtatiously. And when he started painting a woman engaging with a man, that's yes. when he started pulling in the people who were really engaging with him. Exactly. I love that. So we're down to like the last four minutes. Would you like to describe the gift that you brought with you today? Absolutely. So what I'm sharing with everyone is a Bagua map that's free that you can download. If you go on the link tree link that uh, Zofia has has um, shared with you guys, not only can you get my free Bagua map, but you have access to all of my my services and resources. It's kind of you can do a deep dive on me if you want to hire me to do feng shui. If you want to just read some articles I've written about you know feng shui and moving, watch videos. It's all there. But that free Bagua map, just scroll through until you see Bagua. Click on it, download it, print it out. That's your map to figure out. And, and the basically, the it's a square. You'll see that. Um, you'll you're either entering in career, travel, and helpful people, or skills and knowledge. If you don't have one of those, and you're entering in the gua above it, so just you know, apply it to your, the entrance of your home. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, if your home isn't square, just just kind of adjust for what's missing, and then you'll know where where you're going in and what's going on. Excellent, excellent. So if I'm looking at this square, there's a, a top row and a bottom row. The top row is that the front door of the house, or oh, the bottom row. The bottom row, the row is the front door. On the Bagua map, enter along this wall. Okay, perfect. <laughs> You're typically 99% of the time entering among in one of these three walls: a career, skills, and knowledge, travel, and helpful people. If not, you're going up a little higher. Um, or you've only, sometimes you don't even have an entire wall missing, it's just a part of it. So right. it depends on okay. the shape. Uh, but that Bible map can really help people get started and you can apply it to each individual room based on the entrance. So every room has its own love gua, every room has its own career gua, fame, etc. Okay, great. And if your house is square and like part of that is the garage, does that count as part of your living yes, space? Yes. Okay. And, and you want to make that garage fantastic. <laughs> okay, very good. I have my work cut out for me then. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So that is going to be fabulous. Make sure you check the liner notes on the show for the link tree so you can get that gift. So in the last like 30 seconds, Laura, what would you be your final words of wisdom? Uh, your space is a mirror and a reflection of you. So take a look around. And if it's not reflecting what you want for yourself and what you want to say about yourself, then make some changes and, and start with your art. Tell a new story, whether it's romantic, whether it's about your career, um, and use that Bagua map to curate your space and literally just like storyboard the life you want to lead. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank and you. thank you to everyone who dialed in today, who, who tuned in to listen to this. I do this show for you and I love hearing from you. 
drop me a quick email. Let me know what you thought of today's show. If there's another guest you'd like to see, a topic you'd like to see covered, words of, of praise or, or whatever is on your heart. I want to hear about it. You can send that email to askzofia, that's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 